You're listening to the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast. We're growing men who fear the Lord, but do not fear their identity in Christ. The enemy is hard at work in our fallen world. So come on, join us in fighting for the restoration of men's hearts through the church, the word, and our risen Savior, Jesus. Well, 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 back in the seat again with my man, Jay Teresi. Welcome, Jay, to today's podcast. Yeah, thank you, Chica. The summer schedule has been interesting. It's been hard not to have, you know, performance anxiety. We're driven executives like we do an episode every week. But, you know, I was listening to another podcast of one of our mentors. and He was like, it's okay to have a different rhythm in the summer. You know, totally. Yeah, he was like, if you're a podcaster and you're doing every other week in the summer, because, you know, your family's everywhere. Chica, you've had people here for like a month living in your house. Seriously. you just got to do it right. We'll be back on the fall weekly schedule, but you know, we're both performance driven executives that we're trying to recover from. And so it's been a challenge. So shout out to all of our listeners that are being patient saying, when is that next episode coming? Well, we can say that this episode in this series is going to be the last of three. Uh, and it's around worldview, which we're going to step into in just a second. But I do want to also give a shout out to all of our listeners, Jay. We have um, been very humbled when we look at the stats and we look at the data around this podcast, listeners, thank you for sharing this with your friends. Uh, week by week, we continue to see an uprise around the world. And Jay, I don't know who's listening to us and why they would listen to us, but we're thankful anyway. We are thankful. I have no idea. I pray every day that it's helpful. The only reason we do this, you know, we really do this for two reasons. One, Chica and I wanted to have a place to continue our private conversations as we really want and desire to grow as biblical men. And, and we wanted to let people in on that conversation if it was in any way helpful. So largely what you get here are the ramblings of two guys attempting to really be followers of the way and live that out in every aspect of their life. And so if you're listening and it's helpful, I'm so glad that Jesus is using this in your life. And if it's not helpful, stop listening. Gosh, we're just a bunch of yokels. So. <laughs> or leave a review and then stop listening. <laughs> yeah, There's my, my internal marketer. So Jay, today we're, we're stepping into a biblical man's look at at uh at the worldview of being a biblical man and that's a big topic i mean i think of an apple jay sitting on a table and when i look at the apple i see something and when you look at the apple you see something so as we step in today i think that you know the the key questions that we need to be asking and i know that you're going to lead us here in a minute is kind of where did we come from you know What's wrong with this thing that's on the table? How could we fix the thing that's on the table? And, and what's the lens that we should be looking through as a biblical man? Yeah, I think this worldview discussion is one of the great crises of this age. And we're living in an age where identity is this great topic of the hour. Like, it's all over the map. Identity, this, that, who am I? Then the reality is Jesus is so very clear about you have to build your life, ergo your identity, ergo your worldview on rock, not on sand, or you're going to come apart in this world. And so part of what we want to discuss today, coming off of last week's discussion, when we were saying, hey, you're a citizen of heaven, and that means something, and it it really should change the way you live in this life and how you view things. But the natural follow-up to that is worldview. Do you actually know what your worldview is? Have you investigated it? Have you identified it? And then are you are you living that lens? I would argue that the vast majority of people, particularly in the Western world and here in the United States, A, aren't even thinking about it, and B, are holding multiple worldviews at one time, Chica, that are in conflict with one another. Mm. And it, I think it's leading to a lot of the chaos we see. 
it's the danger zone, right? It's between the biblical worldview here on the left-hand side and that other world. What do we label that other worldview as? If this is the biblical on the left, what, what what's on the other side? I mean, I think it's like the Golden Corral. I mean, it's like a... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What's the Golden Corral for international <laughs> yeah, listeners? Yeah. So, so like, it, it, it's like a giant smorgasbord of different foods you can just go up and fill your plate with. So, mm. you know, in America, where we love excess in everything, including our food, you know, you can go to Chinese buffets or, you know, you know, barbecue buffets or whatever, and just keep gorging yourself on all different kinds of food. And I feel like that's what's going on with worldview right now. Like, there's all these different options, particularly in the free Western world. And people are picking and choosing and trying to build a plate full of worldviews into a comprehensive worldview. And that is just rife with internal conflict, which is, which is I really think, is what is causing a lot of people to go off, off center. So if I'm framing this, and listeners, if you have a look down at your left and it's your right hand, you know, we're talking, and I'm just choosing the left because it's on my left right now. Um, the left hand is going to be the biblical worldview we stare at. And we're going to talk through today. But on the right is the other stuff that Jay was just speaking to. And so, Jay, what you don't know is I have like a, a mini framework that I've pulled together here that I'm going to toss at you and toss at us as, as we discuss and walk down through this. So let's start with focus. When we think of left hand being biblical, what is the focus of a biblical man? I mean, God obviously is, is front and center. But on the other side, as we've spoken about at previous episodes here very early in this podcast, when you look at the, we'll call it the, um, do you want to call it, what do we want to label it? Human, human worldview? What, what should we, we'll say humanistic, uh, natural, or no, I don't know. What do, other. Other, the other worldview sounds great. Okay, so biblical, we've got God at the center. The other one, we have kind of the me. It's all about me, me.com, right? Talk to me about the focus of a biblical man versus the other. You know, I think it could, a good place to start would be with the good news that Jesus came to talk about. So in the Protestant world, we, we love to talk about the death and the resurrection and the cleansing of sins, and, and, and all of that is critically important. But really, Jesus wasn't here to announce that. He was here to announce the kingdom of God is here. It's among you. And oh, by the way, I'm the kingdom of God. Mm. <laughs> I am the kingdom of God. And it's available to you right now and later. Like heaven is not just a place there. Like you get to experience the kingdom right now, but how do you do that? And and we do that. Galatians two twenty is a really good roadmap for us by accepting Christ is who He says He is. We submit our lives to Him. We die to Him is the church way to say that. And then we're not living for Him, or we're not trying to live like Him. We've talked about this. That's impossible. We empty ourselves and allow him to live through us. That's the biblical worldview, Christ living through us. It's not, well, I have a biblical worldview. I try to hold to the tenets of the Bible. Well, that's a really legalistic, like, mm. rules-based. Like, that's, that's not what Jesus, Jesus wasn't here to do that. Jesus was here to say, like, you get to participate fully in the kingdom of God. So the biblical worldview is, in my mind, I'm a disciple of Christ living out the biblical worldview of allowing him to live his life through me as I move through the world. In all aspects, my 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 profession, my friendships, my fatherhood, my husbandhood—that to me is the biblical, biblical worldview. And it's interesting too, if you think way back to Genesis. I mean, I was speaking with my younger daughter earlier this week on this: how God created man in His own image, um, in the image of God, He created him. It wasn't that we are thankful that we want God at the center. I mean, no, He put us. He put himself at the center when he created us. Yeah, that's right. C.S. Lewis says that God is fuel. 
that the human organism is designed to run on. He's our gas, essentially. Mm. Jesus said it another way. He said, I'm the bread of life. I'm the water that when you drink, you'll never be thirsty again. And so that that's that's the whole point. A biblical worldview is not only is Christ at the center of my life, but he's not my co-pilot. Like this is where we get get this a little bit. Ooh, big one. Like, he ain't my co-pilot. He he's the pilot. And and it's his life that is being lived through me. It's not my life being lived with him in me. It's his life being lived through me as I move through the world. That's what it means to be a citizen of heaven. And that that's a that is a biblical worldview. And so how does that how does that play itself out? Well, as I start to do things, right? You see the manifestation of Jesus in what I do. Now, I mean, listen, if you're looking at my life, like let's hope that's true. It's probably true a lot of times during the day. But Jay Teresi still likes to get his hands on the wheel um, and <laughs> steer the car. And you can see when it's happening. One of the interesting things that I can observe in my own life is having having really attempted to walk this way for a while, is I can tell relatively quickly now, and so can those around me that are observing and close cheek at you, my wife, like when I put my hands back on the wheel. Mm. And you could just see it, like everything changes in my life, in my work, in my activity, in my actions, and in my emotions. And and like anybody else, I, I often can struggle, you know, anchoring myself. Why? And, and maybe we just talk about that for a second. The reason is whether you want to resist it or not, we live in a culture that is saturated by technology and materialism and just an overwhelming beat, beat, beat on us all day long. You can pretend you're not influenced or impacted by that, but it's not true. Well, that's that danger zone you spoke about, right? The left hand being the biblical, the other on the right hand, and we love to live in the middle. How do I grab a little bit of the left, bring it in the middle so that I can still be relevant in today? Ugh. So let's talk about the standard for a second. If the biblical man's worldview is the Bible, the other man's worldview must be culture and the Kardashians and TV and wearing the right stuff and doing the right things. And then the middle is that dangerous ground we talked through. I mean, it can be. I think it really, really depends on where you live in the world. And so if you live in areas of the world where religion is still central in a lot of Islamic countries or a lot of places um, in Asia or India, where, where family and cultures and values um, s- still largely center around the home, but a different religious practice, you know, that, that is going to influence largely your worldview. And even there, even for those, those cultures, technology is banging in on their youth, which mm-hmm. is causing massive disruption. Or if you're in the Western world where we've really taken a hatchet to the family structure and faith and traditional values and things of that nature, well, now you're all over the place because you're creating your own worldview and stitching it together. And the challenge, and you see this all over the place, people believe many things that are in conflict with each other and trying to hold that together in their mind and it fractures your soul. And so if you're like, well, I believe this and this and this, and you're like, wait a minute, all those things are completely incongruent. You can't believe all those things at one time and be built on rock, but nobody's slowing down to ask themselves that question. Well, I believe in God, but I believe in this and I believe in that and I believe in this. And you're like, whoa, whoa. Like, whoa, where are, there's no guardrails here. Like, how can you even function? And and the reality is we don't. Then we cope. Then we medicate. So then, you know, because your soul knows, right? We've talked about this, Chica. You know, your three parts, as you talked about back in Genesis, God created you as three parts. He created you as spirit, soul, flesh, right? And in your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. That's who you are. That's your personality. And the soul must be governed by something. It's either going to be governed by the flesh or it's going to be governed by the spirit, but it can't be governed by both. Mm. 
Mm. And, and, and when we're in a confused state with our worldview, the flesh is just ruling us. And, and that's what causes all the chaos you see in so many people's lives. And, and what happens? We either opt not, not to be very polite when we're in person and super nasty when we're digital, right? All the trolls and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, or, or we're just perpetual victims. And I know that's a big hot topic for you. And that's, I think, what you're seeing a lot of, right? Right on point, Jay. Right on point. And as you were speaking then, I was thinking, wow, what what is the goal? What is the goal of me? What is the If I have God at the center as a biblical man, what is the goal that I'm trying to achieve compared to the other man that maybe is saying, well, the universe just nudged this or I manifested this or like I heard last week, um, the dead grandpa is protecting us. And I was like, oh, really? Is that what it is, right? What's the goal? I mean, I feel that the goal being here on earth through a biblical worldview lens is to be holy. And we spoke about that in earlier podcasts. But here as the other man, maybe we're thinking about, well, at least I'm happy. At least I'm being good. I'm getting a little bit of relief. I'm having a little bit of pleasure here and there. I deserve this, right? (laughs) You know, Chico, yeah, exactly. Oh, God, yeah, I deserve it. I've earned it. Oh boy, that's wow! It's a whole other series of podcasts. The we've had this discussion quite a bit, and 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 you've really you know helped me as I've struggled through some of this too. You know, for me, it, it what I love about Jesus is he's actually not that complicated. He he doesn't offer a complicated worldview. The Bible indicates that there's a book written about us before we're born. There's a story of our life. We're part of a broader narrative, and we have a role to play. Okay. That's interesting. And part of our life in, in this earthly body is to figure out what is that role that Christ has designed for me and how can I go play my role in the tapestry? And to your point, it's not me at the center. <laughs> I'm not the star of this story. I, I am a supporting role. I have a, an important role to play as is every single human born, um, but, but I'm not the star of the show. And then if you walk that out just a little bit more, you go, okay, well, well what, what, is, what, what does that mean? What, what am I supposed to do with that? Well, Jesus clearly indicates you're supposed to not worry. You're supposed to live for today only and ask for what is needed today. You're supposed to love people. You're supposed to love me, Jesus, and you're supposed to be a reflection of who he is. And you go, oh, okay. Seems simple enough. <laughs> then we try to execute that in this really complicated world, and that's where it gets all muddy. So where is home? I mean, you and I would chase and say, one day home is going to be in front of Jesus or in Jesus's lap, we've, we've said before, whereas the person on the right-hand side may be saying, well, home is the world. So, and I've heard this in the last month, um, I almost said FOMO, not FOMO, um, YOLO, which is you, you only live once, so I'm going to blow mm. it all here right now, and yeah. I'm going to make the most of this. This is it. Let's do it here. Yeah, YOLO is such an insidious worldview, and really, really you know, became popularized in like the 70s and the 80s and the 60s. Um, people used to spray paint that on the side of buildings. I mean, YOLO is just... Whew, it leads to a lot of a lot of trouble in relationship and how we treat ourselves. Yeah, the biggest challenge for me, and again, this is just, you know, Chica, our opinions here and our reading of the narratives and the story and listening to teachers. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is now. And so 
that's what, in my mind, we need to be exploring. And as we explore that, the other stuff begins to fall away. And the biblical worldview comes into sharp relief. If I'm exploring the kingdom of heaven and really trying to understand how do I live in that today, it, it, it will really present a path to us. And Jesus loves to respond to that, right? Because he's here. He's like, yes, okay, let's go. And he's going to start giving you little missions. And if you're a man, men are mission oriented. Like we're not all outdoor guys. We're not all hunters. We're not all going to fix cars, but we are all wired for mission. Like that is part of what it means to be a man. And Jesus loves that. Once you start leaning into him, he wants to start putting you on little missions. He wants to start. And as my wife always says, but you got to be open to that, right? You got to be ready to hear the still small voice. And then, you know, Oswald Chambers says that you have to be ready to obey immediately. Well, if you have a new posture of a worldview that says, I live dead and alive in Christ, dead to myself, alive in Christ, he lives through me. And now my job, like my entire job, 100% of the time until I draw my last breath is to just be on mission for the things Jesus is asking me to do in the moment. Mm. Yes, you're going to have big visions. Sometimes Jesus gives you the visions of things you'll be doing to decades from now. But you always got to be asking, well, right now, I want you to walk over to that guy and tell him that I love him. I want you to go give your wife a hug. She's having a bad day. Um, I want you to, in the meeting you're going into, I want you to start the meeting by saying, how's everybody doing? Let's go around the table and check it. You know, whatever it is, things that are, but if we're not in tune with Jesus, as Frank Laubach says, like kind of all the time, listening for that, we're missing the mission. We're, we're, we have our hands back on the wheel. I struggle with this, by the way, just for everyone who's We listening. all do when there's an extra piece of cake and we say, well, I'm only here. I should just finish that because it's polite or it's it's another, well, I'm, I'm home for a second and I know that, well, maybe I'll just go and watch that real quickly in the dark room, right? Or, you know, all of those sinister, more thought worldly thoughts that pop into our mind. Versus saying, Jesus, what should I do right now? Ha. And right now, and right now. And the reality is that's a scary question to ask because guess what? He will answer. Yeah. He, he will absolutely answer. And your day is going to look really, 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 really different. You'll be like, no, 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 Jesus. I have all these things to do today. Like, I, I, I can't go do that. I, I'm not going to do that. I don't, I don't have time to do that. Romans 12 says what? Do not conform any longer to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, Jay, I think that, that that's a very interesting standard that we hold if we think that the Bible is the standard versus culture being the standard of, of what's pulling and pursuing us. So, Jay, let me throw this one at you. The problem of this world, when you're a biblical man, you and I would say that the problem is sin, right? Sin has been born into this world. Yet the other may push towards systems, may push towards culture. I mean, I've heard culture used against itself. Politics, we talked about that last episode. Your thoughts? The Christian is always called to live in the era they're in, but not be of the era they're in. Meaning, whether we dropped ourselves into 1500, 500 AD, you know, 100 AD, or right now, and we bumped into some Christians, our lives should look the same in terms of how we're acting. That's the point. And that is following Christ, renewing our minds, which the Bible indicates is done through the reading of scripture, right? And the life of Jesus. And then the fruits of the spirit working out, loving other people and asking Jesus, what do you want right now? And how about right now? And how about right now while I'm washing the dishes? And how about right now where I'm about to give the biggest presentation of my life to the board of directors? And how about right now before I'm about to get up on stage and speak to a thousand people? And how about right now while I'm sweeping the trash? Oh, such a... Yeah, that, that's a totally different life, the brother Lawrence life. And I'm not there. I'm, I'm, I'm attempting. And I will say this. The one thing I can say is when I'm living in that posture, 
my life looks different, my emotions look different, and my worldview is anchored in what I believe. And when I've switched gears, my worldview is now off of what I know I believe in my spirit and my soul now, and that's when my life stops to work. And I medicate and I check out mm. and I, be, I become of the world. I conform to the pattern of the world. So when I've got my hands on the wheel, Chica, your point in Romans 12 too, I'm conforming to the pattern of the world. When I allow Christ to live his life through me, and I transform my mind by the renewing of my mind, now I'm living the biblical worldview. When you were speaking then, Jay, I was thinking about this idea that I, I use in the workplace a lot, which is mindset, you know, growth mindset versus fixed mindset, Carol Dweck's work in from Stanford there. And, and I also think about this attitude that you were just sharing. And I feel that, you know, whether it's speaking in front of a thousand people, doing a good job at work, how often do we sit back and go, ha, ah, I put so much effort into that. It's almost arrogant, right? That's so the other worldview of, I just did that versus the humble way that you were just speaking to, which is, thank you, Jesus, for giving me the opportunity to do that. Not necessarily even on your behalf, but through me, right? Thank you for working through me, Jesus. That mindset is there too. All right, Jay, final one as we start to wrap up this episode. Uh, in terms of targets, goals, uh, what are we living by, right, in the flesh? When a biblical man sits back and, and, and thinks about how and why is he living and what's he living by, he says, I'm living through faith, right? Faith in Jesus, faith that I'm saved, faith that I'm here. Um, yet the other view would definitely be, and we've spoken about this before, I think, maybe we haven't built it out, but I'm living by this idea of feeling. It feels good. I, I can only offer where I'm trying to get to now. And I'm really contemplating and meditating a lot on living a life that Jesus invites us to live that says, I'm not going to worry about what happens to me. It doesn't even matter what happens to me. I'm not going to worry about what I'll wear today and what I'll eat. Doesn't my father know what I need? Look how he takes care of the birds and the grass. He knows what I need. That's the life I'm really trying to transform to because that's the worldview I hold in my heart and in my spirit. And, and what I would invite listeners to do is I'm going on a journey where I'm really thinking a lot about Frank Laubach and Brother Lawrence. And can I think about Jesus often throughout the day? Can I think about him once every minute, one second a minute? Can I think about Jesus? I certainly can't today. I mean, I guess I could, but I'm not. But I'm thinking about him a lot more during the day than I used to. And can I grow that? Because the more I think about him, the more I talk to him, the more I ask him, How, do you think I should respond to this email right now, Jesus? The more I allow him into my daily life, the more I will not transform to the pattern of this world, the more my mind will be renewed, the closer I will draw to him, the less anxious I will be, the less needy I will be, and the less I will put myself at the center of the story. And that, Chica, ultimately, for me, is what I believe my worldview calls me to. Well, Jay, once again, incredible topic, incredible conversation. And I love that you and I are getting better now, just rapping with <laughs> very little scripted out, which which I always enjoy because then it's coming truly from uh, what we believe and, and, our, and our faith towards Jesus. So listeners, the invitation to you as you step into this week, knowing that Next time when we're back, we're bringing a brand new series here on the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast. Listeners, we invite you just to pause today, pause throughout your day and invite Jesus into that moment. Instead of trying to grab the wheel, as Jay said, and manage your way through a situation, maybe just inviting Jesus in, 
is one step towards having more of a biblical worldview versus the other worldview. And then it wouldn't be without remiss me saying, probably get back into scripture this week too. I don't know where you're going to land, whether it's Philippians or Romans or just in the red in the gospels. Uh, maybe just doing a little bit of reading is always good because that's going to point you back as the foundation to our focus here on earth. So Jay, why don't you pray for us? And then we will wrap up this episode. Listeners, we'll see you next week on the podcast. Yeah, Lord, thank you. Thank you for this space and the conversation. We pray for all the other worldviews in the world. We know there's so many, so many competing God for our attention, for our voice. And we know so many are leading so many astray. And so God, we just lift up all those that are far from you, that don't know you. And we pray that somehow, some way through your supernatural intervention, they would hear about you. They'd see you, they'd find out about you. And I pray for all the brothers and sisters in Christ who are listening to this podcast. I pray that they would be awakened to really explore what it means to follow you, Jesus, to have you as our only worldview, our concrete foundation in this world, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end of our entire lives. Jesus, we lift you up, and it's in your name that we pray. Amen.